0: Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke, because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, Q-Q. a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide, and we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings, strap on your seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go. What's up? What's up? What is up? It's a summer Friday, y'all, so we're coming at you a little later than normal, whatever normal might be, but it's still the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown ESQ, a.k.a. the Ballhawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, here on another beautiful Friday, here to talk sports, business, and entertainment, and here on today's episode, which is entitled Relationship Goals, and on today, Today's topic, like I said, relationship goals. We're going to dig into a few relationships. It's the day after my 15-year wedding anniversary, 15 years of of marital bliss. Uh, We've been together 25 years, and yeah, you know how they say it on the show. Yeah, we still together. We still together. But anybody that's been married one year, one month, a day, Verse several years or whatever it might be, some people several decades. We know that there are several ups and downs when it comes to marriage. We know that there are a bunch of bumps and bruises when it comes to marriage. We always say relationship goals on social media, but I ask those single people amongst us, Do you really want these problems? My answer to you is, Of course, you do. Come join the, the fun and, and the misery. It's both. That's what relationships are. They're both highs and lows, there's good and bad. And in our show today, we're going to talk about relationship among teammates, former teammates, relationship with your own mental health as an athlete, relationship with your own finances and your money, uh, relationship goals as it pertains to Ball Hog Sports Talk, where sports, business and entertainment collide is not something you want to miss. So stay tuned. Here we go. Uh, in order to do what we do on a daily basis, I come with a crew, and that crew is none other than the Big Flow Show and ETP Ellis, the producer. What's up, fellas? What's good, America? We Yo. got relationship goals good, today. We got relationship goals today. I see everybody is sporting. My man, the Big Flow Show, come out in his Haiti, uh hat. Uh, saying Haiti man, hold on, man. Hold <laughs> on, man.
1: Hold on, man.
2: Hold <laughs> on, man. Hold Y'all some, heard Chicago is in, in Haiti. Chicago flag. But oh, we a Chicago flag We're wearing red my today. Bad. Tonight we got is the there
0: flag. not a star? There is a there is a star on the Haitian flag, right? I, I apologize for getting that right. That's a, that's a Chicago hat. It's Did the the I get crest. that that's all
2: cool. wrong? It's the crest, there ain't no stars on there. All right, that's, that's so there should be one. one. That's what I'm saying. Should be a star. It's just a star for me. But no, Because you claim everybody Haitian, right? They all are Haitian, all great people are Haitian. But anyway, so I'm wearing red today. My son kicks off his senior year today. We don't quite have a game. We had the red and white game, but, you know, I'm feeling it. We, we're,
0: we're charged up. We're ready to go. Charged you know? up, baby. What team does he play for, and can we check him out online to watch him play virtually? Probably next week you could,
2: but this week is just the inner squad, so they probably won't put yeah. that out there for some free scouting. We play for the Naperville
0: Central Red Hawks. Let's go, Naperville Central Red, red Hawks. Red Hawks. Go, and you know my man, ETP, straight from Boston. He represents his Celtics. I ain't mad at you, man. Go and ahead and represent Celtics. Uh, been. I I I, I uh, hope that you guys are ready, man. Relationship goals. Uh, we know that I have a particular relationship with a, a certain NBA player, Lamelo Ball. And when I say I have a relationship, I don't have one at all. But I I tend to like this guy, and so we got this weekly r- Lamelo Ball report, Lamelo report this week because y'all thought y'all was going to skate. It's the off season, you know. What I'm saying NBA, they doing the little. Uh, Vegas league, summer league. But LaMelo, to me, uh, is that guy, man. I, and I've said it several times. I think he is, is, is the beginning of what it means to capitalize on having sort of a name, image, and likeness campaign. Uh, yes, we know it was it was created by his own father. But he's the first that I think in this next generation of kids or young people that capitalize off. And in this feature story in GQ, that's right, LeMelo, my homeboy, my cousin, he is a feature story in GQ, but he says, basically, two middle fingers up to school. We don't need school. We know we're going to the NBA. Uh... Y'all not big of a fan of Lamelo as I am, but I I didn't know no, what you guys no thought it about is. it quickly. No, it is. Uh, it's not fair to
2: judge yourself like that. No, <laughs>
0: I know, man. I'm a Lamelo. Hey man, I started the fan club. Lamelo, don't forget me, bro. I don't even need none of the good seats. Give me the nosebleed seats. Don't forget me. Did y'all think that he was right on that? Is that where we are? Do these kids really understand that that there is no value in school anymore, or is he going a little bit overboard here? Uh, I'm the I'm a pr- proud proud product of. Uh, uh, an educator my mother was 41 years same school system and everyone's heard me talk about how proud i am of my own education so I, I this first time i think Lamelo went a little bit out of bounds i'll let you guys weigh in quickly before we hop into some of the major topics what do you think
2: i think personally it's crazy i mean at the end of the day there's so few people who are going to be one and done so few people they can come out early and get so few people they can finish college and go pro so i think college still has to be the goal and and and, and it's terrible that we move away from it. I do like the name, image, and likeness, but there's no reason why you can't have it both ways. At the end of the day, no matter how long you play a sport, you're going to be out of that sport longer than you were in it. If right. you live to have a long, a long age, and I think that education is going to help you out. Do you have to have a college education to be successful? Absolutely not. But why, why, why poo-poo it? Because you know he found a way. It just ain't for him. him. Right. It ain't
0: for him. I just think it's a terrible message. But he's he's a child. So what's he going to say? He's a young man. Stop that, man. He no child no more. ETP, L's the producer, we happened to meet, and I'll let everybody get, I don't give much background information, but I'll give them this. We happened to meet uh, on the corridors in the quad of the University of Yale as we were uh, both obtaining our MBA, but both hustling uh, as we continue to do. So we might've been a little bit out of bounds in the sense that we weren't the, the traditional student, but yet we were at least in that situation and we felt it significant enough to take two years to do it. What did you think about it, man? Someone who is not only, you know, from an undergrad standpoint, from a graduate level, you did great things. When you hear that, but you also reconcile it with where we are in, in both youth sports and whatever. I don't even want to call it college because everything is youth and then non-youth because all of it is basically <laughs> pros at, at some point. What do you think about his comment? Is he right?
1: I mean, I think there's, there's definitely a difference between school and education, right? So we've come to a point where there's all these different paths to achieve whatever career that you want to achieve. And so, you know, I I don't take too much emphasis on him downplaying school, but at the same time, the value of quote unquote school has gone down, right? There's all these different ways to, to become professional at whatever you want to achieve. So, you know, I think he was given that he's young given that he has this braggadocio kind of persona people are automatically quick to say oh well you know because he's in a position of advantage and privilege to say i didn't right. need school and he did but clarify same, he did clarify
0: yeah. he said school's not for everybody yeah
1: it's not for everybody that's i think thing. you know you know i think there's there's a lot of paths and and what we're finding with you know this this professionalism that's happening like you said there's no more youth sports there's all of these pathways it doesn't mean that you have to take the traditional road some of the most successful people most of the most successful people did not go the traditional path of institutionalized education but at the end of the day you know i think it's a matter of you know finding where you're able to gain that education not so much that that schooling because i mean student debt is real student loan debt is real there's yes, a is. lot of different ways you can you can find some professional success that doesn't always come with you know, getting a degree. So I, I, don't, I don't totally condemn them for it. But at the same time, I value I value education. I don't value school specifically. That's deep, my brother. Uh, I'll leave it there, man. That is pretty deep.
0: Uh, and there have been several articles about whether or not we have been sold a fake bill of goods. I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on me when it comes to all of this student debt that people are amassing. And the thought that education was going to change the generational wealth conundrum for black folk has been undermined by the amount of debt um so you got last word there and that was a very 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 valid point you made there etp all right now we got to hop into the topic that seems to be the center stage topic of all barbershops across america you know how it is big Flo at the barbershop I ain't been in a minute, but I understand. That's I I understand, <clears throat>
2: I I understand where you're going. Okay. You know where I'm going. At least you. you
0: chose me on hat
2: day. So anybody yeah. watching for the first time <laughs> is wondering that. what this you is. You don't
0: go. You don't go just
2: for the experience. Even I if, got, if I, for all those watching the show for the first time, I got corn rolls, but only half of them is braided today, <laughs> so I decided to wear his hat. You had to watch next week to find out if I'm telling the truth.
0: Exactly. Uh, I do know <laughs> people who might be tease bald and still go. The teaser. The teaser. You got to see the, the cornrows next week. I promise you, you will not be disappointed yeah, for that exactly.
1: They, they got YouTube videos. Right? <laughs> right. I'll
0: be wearing a hat till <laughs> Christmas. <Yeah. laughs> um, but the topic that is has gone center stage in most barbershops has been this sit down that occurred on this Bleacher Report special um talk talking chips is, is the name of the the show the podcast where Draymond Green sits down with of all people KD and they speaking did a great mean, job of teasing it say again speaking of being in a barbershop but yeah <laughs> I digress Yo, you always on that man head bro but but what they did was they teased it well because they showed that disagreement that happened uh during a timeout the infamous moment where draymond green has a draymond green moment and basically just like he, him and kd are going back and forth because kd wanted the ball and the lies and K, kd was right to be like yo what you doing and draymond green was frustrated cuz he had just made one of the most bonehead mistakes ever so it was it was a lightning rod moment that catapulted into, oh, will this be the thing that breaks him up? And it's sort of had a life of its own. So they teased it. They had the conversation. And in barbershops across America, even those with cornrows sitting there to get a lineup, uh, we're talking about it. And what did you guys think about the the conversation? I I thought the moral of the story for, you know, uh, spoiler alert, but the Clip Notes version is they basically said after that moment, between the gm bob myers and the head coach steve kerr it was the people around them those in power that that sort of messed it up and prevented them from getting back together uh etp i'll start with you on this one are you buying it uh and and just the the whole setup itself seemed a little bit odd but why would Draymond Green and KD not have an odd conversation? They are two odd dudes normally, yeah, yeah. so th- it, that's less surprising than them sort of blaming it on the GM and the head coach. To me, what do you think, ETP?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's they're they're grown grown men, right? And they're on a the team. It's just surprising to me that the way that the staff and executives handle this issue is. Like it, it just feels like very deflecting and right. it feels like they could have addressed it themselves. I'm surprised that as a team, they didn't come together. It's just weird to be, you know, you're essentially a dynasty and there's not really, I mean, I think this goes to show where Steph Curry does like such a great job at being inclusive and not taking that role as the leader or the alpha male, alpha dog right. in the, in the, uh, in the locker room it kind of showed a deficiency in this situation where when Draymond Green, who is kind of the heart and soul of that team, he's in a conflict. And so they lost that leadership in the locker room to say, look, we need to put this all aside. We need to resolve this. I mean, we're looking at greatness, but the person that usually is responsible for that is the one that's caught up in the madness. So it's just, I think, deflecting it to the coaches or to the, at the end of the day, NBA players do what NBA players want to do. The coaches manage the relationships and they manage time and, you know, but play NBA players are the most empowered athletes on this earth. And to put that on the executives, it just doesn't really sit right. And it just shows that Draymond green kind of took a position. And then it also is a question of like, is that the reason KD left the KD? Cause he's always looking for his, uh, his respect right he's always wants to be considered the greatest the best the best player and he was you know it was always a question of you know he was a co star in golden state right so was it was it because cuz Draymond Green called him a bitch or was it because it just wasn't he didn't feel like he was given the respect as the guy right and that just came to fruition with that one instance but clearly if it was that one situation i don't know that he's going to totally change He made a big decision to go there. Right. He's going to walk away just because of an argument with a teammate. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. uh, And and I don't know if you call him the B word, but if he did, he probably said it more like too short than you just said it. Like we all (laughs) tried to, you know, made the word legendary. Uh, But I I will pull from excerpts from it. Uh, During this exchange, uh, Durant says to Draymond, it wasn't the argument, it was the way that everybody. Steve Kerr act like it didn't happen. Bob Myers tried to just discipline you, meaning Draymond Green, and think that would put the mask over everything. And so that's how he described what was the most controversial part of the controversy: is how people handled it. Big Flow, you and I have been on. Uh, you know, we never played together, but you know, been been at the same university, playing on on, on in a college program, and and now we both been in in corporate settings where you know there there are teams and and we have conflicts with our own teammates what did you think about this description of it and are you buying it that it wasn't their conflict that was the problem it was how the conflict was that was how the conflict was was handled it's even hard to describe this it was how the conflict was handled that was the problem what do you think I think it
2: says a lot about KD in the situation in many ways. So first, of I hear you go, you hate on KD, bro. It's hair. you on my. No, I'm just trying to say this. I'm, 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 to say this.
0: I, I'm, I'm on you, man. You, I Go ahead, go ahead. Here's Sorry. the thing. So I
2: can see why Draymond was a little upset about the way it was handled. Where they're trying to force him into an apology, and like you kind of get in the middle of grown man business, right? right. It's on the court, and then they're trying to they suspended him, and they laughed, and they did whatever. You know, he laughed in their face, whatever they suspended him, blah, blah, blah. But for KD to say he didn't like how it was handled, to be honest with you, it shows you that they agree that KD was a sensitive like fragile person that they felt like they had to get involved. Say the
0: word. With. Say the word. Ellison, open the door. Go ahead and say it. Say it like too short. though. Yeah. There you because go. Say the word. I feel as a bitch
2: because look, if you and Ellis get into some big argument, I don't feel like oh my god, I got to worry about how Ellis can handle what 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 uh B said to him because Ellis is gonna be. up. But the fact that the, that someone felt they had to stand – there's there, there's something to that, right? Right. There's something to that. I can't think of any other star where you'd feel like you had to come in there and be like, well, I need you to apologize. Like you need to get involved. Steve Kerr act like it didn't happen because he's a, a he's been in the, the locker room with Jordan where he slaps people. He's not worried about this. That ain't got nothing to do with me,
1: including Steve Kerr. Shit.
2: Yeah, you called him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been smacked. You got that class. yourself,
1: homie. I done got, got slapped people
2: baby. to you. Got he slap. had powder on his hand when he say but Jordan <laughs> put the powder. But you know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> you let grown men handle that business. But for for. For KD to say it wasn't what you said, but it was how it was handled that that made everything weird. That just proves the whole point, right? If you left the organization, that you think you could have won five championships because of something that the man said and how they handled it, and they said you. So you quit because they suspended the man for calling you a bitch. Like what? What are you talking about here? Like you left the team for that? You you are proving this to be true. And something about body language, when you watch the whole show, now I, I, I'm going to be sound a little hypocritical because the way my camera's set up and the screen is set up, I look <laughs> off a little bit.
1: The way my camera's set up. The way my camera, so I thought now that I'm was looking just at your you bad America. eye. I, I thought that you. was a, that retina. I got a little lazy eye,
2: like tiny listening and stuff.
0: I thought that was your retina.
2: No, but you know, I'm looking at this camera right here, whatever. But every time they were doing the show, they never could look at each other. It was something really weird about during the interview. The body language was bad. I don't like the way that Draymond asked the questions because he gave too much of an answer. He gave him an A or B, and he gave him two developed answers. It was a bad interview. I I, I think if his podcast got a lot of views, I think our podcast should get five times as many. Well, the the
0: truth of the matter is he's not a journalist. And I am proud to say that we – I don't know what syndication requires, but we've got reps, and we're trying to to hone our skills in being, if we're going to be in the media, to be media personalities. So I wasn't as taken aback by how bad it looked because everything's right. He's not a, he's not a, a professional yet. He's got to figure it out. Never in a million years did I think Shaq would be where he is right now, where he started, right? Sorry, um. Sorry, so sorry. that part didn't throw me off. It was the, the substantive part mm-hmm. of these two dudes basically blaming two other adults. And I think it just, you know, and we're going to get into other... So, so it just,
2: just to finish what I'm saying, go ahead, go the ahead, body language of the way that they went is what adds to the fact that both of them feel like what they're saying was some bullshit. Like, they were trying <laughs> to find a way to squash it. You know what I mean? It it just didn't, just something about it wasn't right. It just didn't Got seem it. right to me. And the way that they were carrying themselves fed into the fact that, like, yeah, I know that you're saying some real stupid stuff right now, so...
0: Yeah, I, 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 and I was just going to finish by saying it just seems as though this generation, at the risk of sounding like I'm a million years old, this generation just handles it different. Uh, whatever happened, let's just go outside and fight. Yeah. Like, let's just go outside and handle it this way, man. Or how many times do you see a physical altercation in the locker room because, oh, whatever. You know, I had one in the locker room because somebody tried to take my tickets. Nah, bro, I don't care if you're up, uh, up cloud, you're not taking my tickets. You I ain't mean, taking my cornbread, take my cornbread today. You're going to take my cornbread every day, right? Whatever happened to that? And I think that we are just so, I don't know, man. We, we, we I don't know. I, I, at the risk of trying to be this Neanderthal person to come, I, I don't think you got to go around being a Neanderthal, but I do think that when it comes to teammates, there's a healthy way to handle a dispute that if you get all of it out in that moment, you can put it past you. And we can laugh about it. Yeah. Hey, remember I, I, remember I body slammed you when you was talking that trash after the game? And we move on. I don't know. I, I why, think that's why? still no. See,
2: I know he was talking to Ellis just now, because I don't know some <laughs> yeah. people are going to be questioning later who he was talking no, to. I'm not talking. I, was, was <laughs> I just I want to make sure, man, you. some people he just watch you for the first time believe that, that I have questions. It was a
0: hypothetical you, not you, man. I ain't spending my time <laughs> I trying to body slam nobody 100 pounds. You got me outweighed, man. I'm not staying in my class, brother. You a D lineman. I was a receiver. I ain't messing with you. But I'd have found what? a way. You better believe I'd have found a way. But that's the that's the point. Is so, that as, as as competitors, we should just handle it right then and there and
1: be done with it. That, that, that's why, my. Point. Why do you? Wh- I'm I'm stuck on the question. Why did they do this? Did was it was it, was uh, it a bag? Was it the was interview itself? You mean? Yeah. Like why why did they sit down and have this interview? I, I'm not like. They both are rich, What's the word you use? (laughs) What's the word you use that's too short word? Bitch.
2: (laughs) But you're right.
0: I mean, they both come across. They're still in the NBA.
2: They're still trying to win championships. They're still active players. It's not like Muhammad Ali and Frazier getting talking back back in the past. You guys are still in this thing together. You're still going to each other. Look, man, y'all not
0: going to like this. Some people that are Draymond fans and KD fans, I like KD and I like Draymond. But they, they, they both seem to be clout chasers in the sense that I – mean, they got all the clout as NBA players, but they always seem to be in the conversation about something other than basketball. Yeah. Draymond Green, right, like it's always in the conversation about something other than basketball. He's questioning so is- professional journalists, their ability to do their job. I'm going to take your job. He's always – same with KD. It can't just be, hey, this was free agency and this was... It's always something. They and, and it's weird to call dudes that are at the pinnacle of the national media stage. It's weird to call them clout chasers, but it seems as though they're always looking for something else. Now, mm-hmm. in this world of, again, name, image, and likeness, people should be developing their brand. They should be developing uh, revenue streams outside of basketball. But this seems more...
1: This seems less about the revenue stream.
0: I, I, what bag would be that's big what, enough I mean, that's, for them to do that's, this? That's right? kind of
1: the question, right? Like Kevin Durant is a renowned ca- you know, venture capitalist at this point. Like we're talking tons no of money. Kids, no and, wife. Yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> right, no financial responsibilities other than himself. And Draymond Green is an NBA player that makes a lot of money like they both are big highly bo- wealthy so it, yeah. so it's not it's it like you said it's more it's something more emotional i guess i mean they just maybe Emotious, it was they played, they played together they you know they went oh they went to you know tokyo and they won a gold medal together and maybe they were like you know what we should probably just put this out on the table so everybody knows and be done with it but it what's doesn't the, even seem like i don't know what's I'm just today's confused. episode what's the, what's the title of today's episode
0: Relationship
2: goals.
0: I think what they wanted to do is show relationship goals. They wanted to show that as teammates, you know, here, here were our goals. We were trying to do X, Y, Z. And then there are relationship goals that they both have with the media. They have a thirst to be liked. I've always said that that's one of KD's downsides because the more he talks about, I don't care if you don't like me, the more you tell us, that you actually care. Right. I've said about LeBron. It's a generational thing. That Don't, be <laughs> Don't be talking about my
1: LeBron. Don't be talking bad about my LeBron. I know. And 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 the
0: funny thing is, on the other side of those fans, there's this weird relationship goal thing that everybody wants you to like LeBron. If you're a LeBron, I know you're joking, but in reality, it's like there's a, there's a there's a cultural thing going on, like. You, it's okay not to be liked. It's okay to be scrutinized for what you did or did not do to break up what was, we thought, going to be a dynasty. It's okay. And move on. You didn't need to do it, but, but because you are who you are, because the incident happened because of the personalities that you both have, in your heart and mind, you probably felt compelled to do it. You felt like you had to do it
1: yeah relationship goals man it's just it's just so funny because it i don't know it just kind of raised more questions like this is something that's completely in the past i don't think anybody's thinking about what's kd and draymond green's relationship or why (laughs) did they uh why did why did they break up the dynasty like we're two to three years removed from this like the fact that they re they're resurfacing all this it, it just like a like you said, it kind of it's like cloud chasing. It feels a little juvenile. The fact that it was like Draymond trying to do an audition tape for a broadcast gig—it was just all Look of back. it was just weird. He's bad. He's Look bad, hey Draymond, so
2: Scott, Scott, Bib. You just said you know the uh, interview got a lot of views and it went viral and the mission accomplished. But I think to to Ellis, no, no, Park,
0: he he put to to be fair, he puts a question mark. So we should answer that. That's why I, the, I would love yeah. to answer that. So was uh, mission accomplished? So I wanted a lot of views, providing our lot What was I the go mission? back to
2: Ellis's point is why you're at, you're at the pinnacle. I mean, you just came out and won an Olympic gold medal, which again shows cloud chasing. Like you're trying to go win this gold medal. You know, you, you, you should have won a championship. You're on this team right now. You should be focused on the fact that next year as a Nets, you're going to come out here and get these Lakers. That's what you should be thinking about. And you're doing interviews with dudes about the team that you're on, you know, a few years back and what happened and how, what are you what are we doing what are yeah. you doing here
0: man all right i'll say this uh i'll let you answer first to e- eTP what do you think was mission accomplished viral content a bunch of
1: downloads a bunch of views was mission accomplished well it, go, it goes back i i guess i'll i'll answer a question with the question what what was the mission? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't understand what they were trying to accomplish. Right. Because it's good TV, I guess, but it's, it's a little stale. (laughs) I mean, if they had this interview in the off season after he signed with the Nets and while he's rehabbing KD, then yeah, maybe, maybe it's a little bit more interesting, but now it's old news. So, so I don't know that it's mission accomplished, mission accomplished that, you know, this media platform was able to get this, you know, these impressions, but beyond that, I don't know that it has any real impact. I'll go out on a
0: limb and say this. And for those of you who are going to use this as an indictment on my character and talk about me, I don't care. But I'll go out on a limb and say this. Everybody who I consider a friend, 100% of the people that I consider to be a close friend of the dudes, the fellas, the homies, the bros, my dogs. 100% 100% of them I've had a fight with. 100%. The older that I got, that fight might have just been verbal. My younger days, we going to fight. Older I got, that fight became more of a verbal disagreement. And 100% of those people are still my dog, my bros, my home, like because we moved on. We didn't need to do an interview and analyze it and assess it what happened let's just line up and handle it that conversation should have happened on the phone or in person and whatever their mission was i would say it wasn't accomplished because we're still in my mind questioning well what the heck happened what the heck happened and just so y'all know anybody read that comment scott said i slammed bob that one time though uh he lying and his breath stank that's my boy Scott Beard from uh, law school, who's every bit of five foot three and uh, one hundred and eighteen pounds. Um, oh, see, up. that's what happened it's when you go on the limb talking about me. I, I got the mic. You can't talk about me when I got the mic. Uh, but, but he is one of my closest friends. You better believe when we were playing Madden between all of that law school studying we did. You better believe that we got in arguments and we talk bad about each other. And at some point, I said, make it out." Or if I'm in his spot, man, get out. And you better believe I was back the next day. What I saw in that interview was two people who aren't friends, who can't look eye to eye, who didn't really settle it and squash it, who never really cared about one another as brothers, as homies, as dogs. And maybe that's just the new NBA. Just a whole bunch of dudes that play with each other for a little bit, just like AAU, until they change teams and become self-interested again. Uh, i'll leave it there we got to get into naomi osaka because this is also maybe a generational wealth conversation uh not generational wealth sorry generational shift type conversation because she sure got generational wealth yes uh but (laughs) but 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 she is back in the news again because of mental health and so i think that we should discuss it from both a mental health standpoint but also this particular interview All right. So from this particular interview standpoint, there's a journalist that's asking her questions and basically saying, you know, look, man, it's kind of a conundrum because you say you don't want to engage with the media. But if we don't give you this platform, then how do you talk about mental? So it was kind of like a uh, how do we do this? This is a dance that's very delicate. You need us just as much as we need you. Yet, you know, we're the ones that are becoming public enemy number one. Uh, So let's start with that interview itself. Uh, Big Flo, I don't know if you had any opinions on it. Uh, I know that's your yeah, Haitian brethren, sistrin. You know. but, but-
2: My Haitians have been showing mental weakness lately and, 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 and I'm having a hard time with it right now. I don't know what's going on. And I got a cut. I call like I see him. So I will say this, like, okay, I didn't get a chance to hear the interview, but I did talk to, to Ellis about it and got uh, his rendition. I thought he did a decent job representing uh, how it went down. Can, can you give us that rendition,
0: Ellis? Real quick.
1: Yeah, so well, so there's two parts of it. One was so the question was from a reporter from the Cincinnati Inquirer. This was after she had just beaten uh Coco Golf in I think the second round of the Coco tournament. Golf is
0: from Florida, Coco Golf from Florida. I just want to throw that out. <laughs> she's not and she's unfortunately not Haitian.
1: She's not Haitian. All right, at least so, she's honest. Okay. My bad. Go ahead, ETP. I'm sorry. So yeah, so basically the way that it worked was she was asked the question by this reporter how she balanced the fact that she was given the privilege of this media platform that all of these journalists you know are giving her promotion and you know putting out her publicity with her reservations about talking to the press. And so she was uncomfortable answering the question. She did answer the question. she was just saying she was trying to figure it out like everybody else. and then they moved on to the next question. She broke down in tears um they tried to you know they attempted to stop she walked out for a minute uh to gather herself came back and then continued the the press conference now the next phase of that was her agent then publicly started bashing the journalist and saying that it was a the question was out of line that the journalist was a bully um and basically just condemning this person for doing their job for asking what they believed was an intrusive and offensive question. So it begs the question of where is that line in terms of what the media should and shouldn't be approaching athletes with. And so God, I'll take that to say, listen, I know she may have some anxiety
2: you. issues. I appreciate that. Was, you're out here making a lot of money to play a sport. You're enjoying the fruit to that. If you can't handle a little bit of a tough question and you gotta cry from that, I just I don't know what to do. I mean, how can you be so tough and so so strong that you can go match point um against against you know uh the greats of Serena Williams and, and and come out victorious? How can you handle that pressure, but you can't handle a question about so it's 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 fair. I mean, like the media can make or break you. I can understand sometimes you get a little frustrated with questions, you just won. Like, it's not like you're coming off of a loss and, like, you're frustrated and they caught you off guard and you snap. You just won, <laughs> and somebody asked you a fair question and you cry? I, I don't know. I, I, I have a daughter. I'm very sensitive. I try to be that way. I didn't grow up with a lot of sisters and all that kind of stuff, and, and we, we it wasn't no uh, crying in my household unless uh, somebody was whooping your head, but well, that's something different. But anyway, at the end of the day, I just don't get it, man. Like, we got to be tougher than that. We got to be tougher than that. But real quick, little side note and i'll be quick yesterday you know a good friend of mine her daughter's going off to college i took her to breakfast give her that little last uh you know go off to college be great conversation and she's a gymnast she's gonna be in college and she verified the twisties are very real and i should stop talking <laughs> bad about the twisties so i'm gonna come back and say i apologize because she said the twisties are a thing has happened to her before and no one likes to talk about it so to my haitian midget friend
0: uh Simone midget Miles. is not a, you cannot say midget, man. You can't say anything. little people, yeah. No, nah, midget's a bad word now, bro. Look, my dad is real
2: short. Cause
0: that count. He's
1: you, I want no, to say no, that. yeah. You gotta call him. I think <laughs> it's a little person. Does it though. count for what? For you Did to I, be able to say derogatory this, this things. It's like saying I got a black
2: friend. It's <laughs> like saying I got a black friend, so I can say that. So my dad is short, so I thought I could say that. But I apologize to all <laughs> the people out there that I just offended with that. But Simone Biles, I think, qualifies as a very little person with a lot more money than me. But anyway, I I apologize to you, Simone, because the twisties are real. It's been verified by my one source, so I apologize. Anyway, we go back (laughs) to Naomi Osaka, go
0: ahead. Uh, Naomi Osaka, (laughs) I don't know, I I can't touch on any of the other stuff, it's just too rich, it's too much there, I can't mess with too many layers. So I'm gonna go with Naomi Osaka. But Naomi Osaka (laughs) is so talented. So, so talented, so amazing to watch, so graceful in how um, she answers the questions, what seems to be, in a very transparent, honest way. And I think she's becoming almost a victim of her own gracefulness in the sense that like, you don't have to answer everything so honestly, and maybe that could protect your own mental health from this conflict you seem to be in with whether or not i really want to answer this question truthfully um and i I, I you know again i don't want to turn her into a victim because she's making a whole lot of money a whole lot of money and she's got a whole lot of talent talent that is once in a lifetime type type talent uh uh, uh obviously once in a lifetime but once in a, in a generation type talent as a young tennis player. So I don't want to turn into a victim, but but at the end of the day, I think again, mental health is something that you don't see. It's not a bruise that you can heal from. And when I hear, or when I, when, when I see an interview that it seems inexplicable that that question would make you emotional, yet she's emotional. I think we're seeing the full display. She does have some real mental health challenges such that she can't control that emotional response um we uh I, I think i can say this uh none of us have it we don't have that same mental health issue uh I have many you, others you have many others i don't have that one and and we have many other issues that aren't mental health so i try to be very cautious about having the conversation because it's something that you cannot see and then when it comes out because we I mean, the three of us don't have that same mental health issue Of course, we can't understand it. Of course, we can't understand. It's like someone that has uh, problems with their weight and they're on the B side. I'm very hesitant to tell them about the issue that I have with my weight. Right. (laughs) Are you looking at me like I'm not talking about you, man. Okay. You, you, yeah, you know I mean, come on, man, you do, you, you, you just happen to be big boned, man. You ran marathons and everything, man. Right? You, you, not who I'm talking about. There are people out there that have real weight problems. I'm just you. letting you know that I was ready. Yeah, you, you was ready. I'm sure not. You, <laughs> you know. he turned his head to Salah. Like, what you about to say? <laughs> Where uh, are we going, we're okay. going tread lightly, in, man. I'm talking yeah. about real weight issues that he can't get up and exercise, and like people like that. I'm hesitant to tell them about my weight issue. My weight issue is if I don't go to the gym, I look like someone in one of those countries and say for 10 cents a day, you can feed this kid for a month. I have complete muscle atrophy. My You can see my, my backbone through. I'm a skinny dude when I don't work out. And that's a different weight problem, but I'm always hesitant to say it to people that are on the b side. Why is that? that Stick me with the analogy. Stick with me. They don't understand that as a problem. I try to hear that. They don't see that as a problem. And I use that analogy just to say I think that's the same thing with us when we're analyzing Naomi Osaka. We can't see her problem. We can't relate with it. We don't understand it because we don't have that mental same mental health issue. That the fact that she cried, which in response to what seems to me a very easy and simple question says that there's something going on in there, man. There's something going on in there.
2: B, can I ask you this, though? Are we too quick in this country to put labels on stuff to excuse things away? So, for instance, I am a heavy dude, right? I weigh more than I want to tell y'all on the air, so I'll just lie to y'all. No, nah, go ahead, man, because we're going to record it. Go ahead and say it. We can, or, if... I weigh 215, okay? And so... <laughs> We're cornrows. Six road. nine, corn I'm six, nine 215, 215, two fifteen,
1: 215, 48 inch vertical. <laughs> yeah. That, I digress. <laughs> I digress. So at the end of the day, like I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. You
2: know. Okay. So I can sit there. I have a harder time naturally keeping my weight down than you do. Maybe right. even Ellis does. Whatever. You know. I say it's. I have a hard time saying no to sugar. Right. The sugar right. talks to me. Do I also have an eating disorder? Do I want to say I have an obesity disease? Do I want to say this? You know, you, you, in your youth, you know, you, and you know, used to to be a little quick to a quick trigger. Did you have anger management issues? Did you have a no man? Sometimes no one. We're not all just one hundred percent perfect and normal. We have things that skew off left to right. I just feel like we're getting so quick in this country to just say that, like, oh, this person has this problem and this is some issue. It's a mental health issue. Obesity is a. uh is a disease, and you know I don't want to say alcohol is not a disease, but sometimes people just drink too much when they just act a fool, and they, they mean, you know, it's not a big chemical imbalance. We're just so quick to say there's this title of what's going on, right. and it runs me crazy, man, because you know in our day, you know, people have less less patience for a lot of stuff, and I think people swallowed some some, some, some more, and maybe we didn't hear about all the the bad things that happened. I just don't feel like people fell apart as much about it wasn't the a label. I got it. it wasn't like once the label came out, people just, oh, cool. I'm a, oh no, I'm obese. You know, I'm sorry. It's a clinical right. clinical thing. I'm just gonna keep eating. Now don't body shame me or whatever. No, dude, you you know you, you know me and you see me, I look a little heavy, man. You look at my gut. I, I need that. I'm gonna work a little harder, man. Don't feel like you gotta sugarcoat things with me. You know what I mean? I, I gotta own my stuff. Right. If I can't handle an interview and I can't handle all those different things, work harder and try to do it. But what eyes. that is
0: called now, that's called body shaming. And it's called bullying. What we used to call it is, you bought your fat butt in this doggone locker room, we going to talk about you. You wore something too tight, we're going to talk about you. And if a shirt do? that you used to wear in January don't fit in March, guess what? As teammates, we going to talk about you. And, what and it was a healthy do? banter. That's why and going back to the whole Draymond and KD thing, I'm like, where's the healthy banter? But we call that as a society, we would call that that bullying now. And I think the, 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 I agree with you, but the caveat is and, and the, the sort of why I'm putting caution tape around going too far is the mental health thing is one thing I don't understand. And I've seen so many people be on the ledge of doing something in a depressed state, whether hurt themselves or hurt the people around, and or hurt the people around them that I just and it never makes sense to me. So I'm admitting that I don't know the signs of it. I'm not clinically trained and I think that 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 label while yes indeed it is a label is one that I'm willing to give people a little easier than other labels when it comes to mental health. I agree with you on that big flow is that in this society we quick to create a category for something. And I love the question by 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 my guy what's up dog Gary Jason Lewis says, but does she avoid the media when she's with you? And that is a powerful question, and I think essentially that's what the journalist was asking, is that you're using us and then talking about us. There was a particular the n- narcissist yeah. in the 1600 who did the same thing. We had a president that did the same thing. He bashed the media and then used them in order to create the bully pulpit that he had to bash the media. <laughs> that uh I, I I that's a tough comparison. I am not I, let I, me I, let me get step back. <laughs> that was not a comparison. <laughs> okay. Naomi Osaka yeah, aside, I'm saying pushing. but I do <laughs> but I was I do. using that that was using that analogy just to answer Gary's question and saying, right. "But does she but does she avoid the media uh when she's winning?"
1: I, I was using that
0: analogy when it came to Trump, but
1: they are right. very different. I'm not comparing right. the Cuz Trump Trump made us tired of winning, so it's it's a fair comparison. <laughs> we're sick of winning; we win all the time. But no, I, yeah, you know what? It, it's a tough comparison, but at the same time, I kind of take the same thing, right? So, you know, as we were talking or pre- preparing for this, you know, looking at all of her endorsements, the, I mean, she was the highest paid female athlete in 2020 she's clearly leveraging this media platform. She's not holding off. She just came out with a partnership with Levi's. She's in the public eye. So for me, it's hard to accept that a situation where you can be selective about how you leverage this platform, right? So I'm of the mind where she's, if she can't take a question and it wasn't it wasn't an absolute, explicitly offensive, leading derogatory question. It's subjective. You can say it was, or it wasn't, but at the end of the day, that's part of the role of being a professional athlete. And I'm not saying, I I think it's beautiful. And I think it's super powerful that she's raised awareness of mental health and that athletes are human. That being said, she is exposing her vulnerability and i think the way that she's utilizing or manipulating the platform is a little bit contradictory in the way that she uses it to her advantage but then compartmentalizes the things that she doesn't want to deal with and at the same time she seems like she's in a spot where i would just say her team the fact that her team is saying go ahead go do those nike commercials go be on the sbs go do this but we're going to be super, super protective about the questions you get asked in a press conference. There's, there's no continuity or consistency in that approach. If she's got mental health challenges, take her out of the spotlight, let her go play tennis. She just lost. She lost to, you know, she lost to number 76 in the world after that press conference. Clearly there's something going on, whether it's physical and mental or just mental. But at the end of the day, you're you're extending yourself into the public eye in ways that is clearly affecting your mental health so pull yourself completely out of it don't just leverage the things that you want to and then sit back and say oh no. don't ask me that question I'm um, it's not fair you're being a bully and then her agent is like that's terrible super out of pocket worst. that's the actually agent, the
2: worst part is the agent now you the want agents gotta are-
1: talk into the publicist and like get get naomi on the cover of vogue do this do that like you're right. leveraging the media, but now you're going to condemn the media Franny, for asking son. her a question? On, so basically that's what crazy. you're saying,
0: ETP, is you two light-skinned mofos disagree with me, and that's okay. I, I, I ain't mad I don't with that. disagree.
1: I think I just became songs. more uncensored about what I think you're trying to say. You're trying to be <laughs> more politically correct. I'm saying she's out of pocket. Her whole team is out of pocket. I don't discount that she's having mental health challenges, and I think it's... Right. Like I said, it's super important. And I love the fact that she's forwarding the agenda that professional athletes should be perceived and treated like human beings as everybody else. But when everybody else has an off day or they're having a mental health issue, sometimes they need to remove themselves from their reality in order to deal with that. And she has the luxury to do that if she wants to. I would what do you guys think? Go beast mode and
2: come in there and say I'm just here so I don't get fired. Exactly, right. exactly. Don't. don't I, I think uh, Ellis's point at the end is the part that bothers me the most. Now you're now you're blaming the 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 interviewer because he's being a bully. It's one thing she can't handle a question after she won about the media that makes her cry. You're saying that the media now should train themselves to ask her better questions that she can handle more. Come on, man. We are successful people out here. You get in front of a mic, they're gonna ask you tough questions. If you can't right. handle it go beast mode or don't show up but don't expect the people not to do their job and ask you a question that's fair as hell
0: right but when she doesn't show up she gets fine
1: fine it's no but she's but she's taking the bags of money from the brands (laughs) that are paying her to be on the cover of magazines and in commercials and all of these marketing opportunities Beast mode. the irony so Marshawn lynch is a great example because He didn't have any real presence and he wasn't like, well, I'm going to talk the way that I want to talk after he, he actually became marketable by not saying anything. And then he's got Skittles deals and call of duty and all of these other endorsement deals as a result. But at that point, one, he was primarily done with his career. So nobody really wanted to talk to him about, about his playing or anything related to that anyway, but Naomi Osaka is in the thick of it. And in she's prime. promoting, you know, she did a great thing by saying she's going to, you know, provide her prize money to the earthquake relief in Haiti. She's Shout all of these that. great things like she's Shout leveraging the platform. But at the well, same time, you don't want to answer a question. No, you answer the question or you just say, like, I'm not here. That in so that did not, it in
2: publicly and she announced it. She put it out there. She wanted to be known for doing it, which I'm happy she did. But you put that in the, in the media, use the media to promote yourself for donating the money, but can't answer a question.
0: No. And, and look, the, the title sponsor from that particular tournament also matched the money. So her putting it out there has an immediate impact because that title sponsor also wanted to let everyone know that they're going to match her donation to uh, the Haiti Relief, which I don't know how much it's going to be. But uh, she
1: lost. <laughs> so- I,
0: I know. And she got a buy. <laughs> so I think she gets th- three rounds worth. She got a buy to the second round. One and one and lost one, so I think she gets whatever three rounds worth of money, which is still significant chunk. Ch- it's not chunk change, that's it's, a significant it's, amount of money.
1: It's real relief, effort, support for times sure. two.
0: So, but she did use the media to do it. But now that I have you guys both on here, and we're talking about like clinical diagnosis. Uh, what do you say to people that attribute? Being light skinned to a mental health issue. I'm joking. Um,
1: (laughs) Some people say it's a it's a it's it's a a deficiency. Others look at it as a. I hear you go. I don't want to hear no. I'll be sure. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) You know. Quick Listen, poll, so who,
2: who thinks that Ellis is more light-skinned? Yeah, <laughs> more light-skinned. In the comments, please post comments. <laughs> who won? Who won, <laughs> who won? Yeah, yeah, or who know. lost? It
0: depends. Class half full, class half full. Uh, But I will say this, in all seriousness. You know, we're doing out- a
1: paper bag test. As sure, well, paper well. <laughs> shout
0: out to Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles and all the other athletes that have at least brought mental health into the forefront. Uh In the same week, we had one of the closers from the Yankees decide to basically withdraw himself and tell his coach, the manager, I shouldn't be a closer because he had a bad game. And it's just it's just a different generation. And and people are celebrating it. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know. As a teammate, I'm like, nah, dog, you don't get to make that call. You're a closer. Get your ass out there and throw that. For you know? that ball. He's giving up like six point something. he's getting rocked. Yeah, he's right. getting he's getting rocked. But but guess what? Figure it out. Because that's your job. That's what you're getting paid to do. That's why we call out. you teammate.
1: Keep right. throwing that ball to the That's why coaches, that's themselves. why the managers get paid, right? They right. All right. those All, right. all, personal country,
0: all right, we got to move fast because I, I, I took a long time to get through those two major topics. And they, topics. they were the main topics this week. But we got a whole bunch of other stuff. First one. Uh, In this episode of Relationship Goals, I would be remiss if I didn't say right here, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe in the podcast world. As you see, I have not eliminated one vertical, and we are just going through the Ball Hog Sports Talk page on Facebook for our live audience, so make sure that you subscribe there as well. All right, let's hop into NFL preseason because – there was news this week that surprised a lot of people after a very bad showing Uh on the transaction list this week. Transaction list means you got cut was Tebow who T bow. Tim <laughs> Tebow got cut and urban Meyer, just like I'm the number one fan of Lamelo, and I started the fan club. Seems though urban Meyer started that fan club. So it would be strange to see, I guess I could describe it as strange or, or just almost out-of-body experience when I realized that Urban Meyer had cut Tim Tebow. Uh, is this the end of Tim Tebow's attempt to get back into professional sports? Was this a win for Tim Tebow, a win for Urban Meyer? Is it an embarrassing moment? Give me a 30-second answer, because that's about what he deserves on this show. But we had at bars. least talked about it. <laughs> Uh, I'll start with you on this one, uh, the Big Flow
2: Show. What do you think? Scott, Scott Bibb, well done with the emojis. I appreciate you. appreciate okay. you, T-Bow. <laughs> um, yeah, he should be done. I mean, he gave him a little chance to come out. I don't think they ever thought he was going to make it. I think he was just trying to get a little popularity, and this will be a springboard, something else. I'm sure they already offered him a job. Um, it's a springboard. There's no way he was going to make the team. They just threw him out there just just for some publicity or something like that. So he won. Everybody won except us.
1: Except us. ETP, what do you think? So I'm curious what the perception, because obviously going into this, Urban Meyer bringing in Tebow, it was clearly nepotism, right? And and everybody wanted to believe maybe it's not. Maybe this, maybe this guy is going to come in, he's going to put in the work, and he's not going to throw a jellyfish block and fall on his face and not look like a fool. But that's exactly what he did. And so my concern is how does that affect the locker room cuz when he came in the assumption was oh he's looking big he's you know he's clearly a superior athlete but he looked like a joke and it just exposed that Urban Meyer clearly just made a marketing decision yeah, and place. and it's really it's it, as if I was in that locker room, I don't know what my response would be just because it it feels like they really forced something. He had to get cut. If he didn't get cut, it would have been even worse. But the fact that he was even there looking like he did, it's a, it's, it's really disrespectful to a lot of guys that are like journeymen that are trying to get into the league that are young. I mean, there was a story, you know, I forget the guy's name. You guys probably remember. He was standing outside of Gillette stadium to get a tryout with the Patriots holding a sign as if like similar to people that are begging for change at a red light. Like these are the, these are the people that are looking like the hunger and the commitment to get opportunities. And you brought this guy in purely as a marketing play. Like it's, it's disrespectful in ways that, that it's not just superficial disrespect. It's deep seated disrespect as a head coach that's been in the game for decades not this game but,
0: right he, the game he's not of been football. in football right in football right i'll say this because i was the guy holding the sign the proverbial sign i wasn't holding a literal sign but i was the one just wanted opportunity when i heard that he got signed i was instantly ticked off and i and i made the comment like man i wonder if urban mind if i call him he'll give me a chance because he was my receiver coach at notre dame it just it just reeks of like you said nepotism um privilege uh, and I'm sure a lot of players, because at the same time, you're starting to see the Hard Knocks episodes. I don't watch Hard Knocks because as I described my NFL career, I was always 53 and a half on the roster. Right. They only keep 53. I was always 53 and a half. I was always one foot in, one foot out. But uh, uh, I'm proud to say people that, that watch me play know, I, I, you know, that's what it is. A lot of people are not going to make NFL teams that are great players, but there's only so many people that can play. That's why the hashtag I go with is numbers game, because that's what the last every NFL coach that cut me. And it was three of them. Right. Told me it's a numbers game. You know, you did everything. You had, but it's a numbers game. And so if that's true for all of us. Right. People that have been putting in the work on a daily basis, kids that are just coming out, young men that are just coming out of college that play the tight end position. Uh, several of which could have had that roster spot, had a legitimate shot to make the team. Yes, they get ticked off when they see stuff like this. We call it a publicity stunt. Call it nepotism. But I do not call it a sound football decision. and I do not call it respectful to the people like myself who fought for an inch of an opportunity that was taken away from them for this charade. Uh, and I'll leave it there. But before we get out of the NFL, we got to talk about Justin Fields. Justin Fields has been balling. He's saying the game is a lot slower than he thought. He said it's like yeah, he liked the Matrix. He's like, the game is slow. Uh, Newsflash, young man, before you get all it's excited, big <laughs> You in Chicago in. Newsflash, this is the preseason, dog. Slow your roll, man. Slow your hey, roll. Hey, but it's hey, good hey, to hey, see you, hey. brother.
2: If, the, if well. the man says the game slowed down, the game slowed down. Your ass, was not yes, yes, yes. Your ass wasn't out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be real slow. slow. You, playing those, those <laughs> you playing against eight stringers.
0: You playing against the likes of me. They 53 and a half too, baby. You know what I mean? That's why the game is slower. Wait till you get on, on real stage uh taunting uh the rules committee that decided that this is going to be an infraction i don't know how you do that because again generational this is relationship goals these kids nowadays young people in seven seven, they score a touchdown on somebody they doing the what that they call the gritty they doing the gritty they they, mm-hmm. they doing all this when they score you know what I mean? They pick the ball up. They throw the ball Please, up. please stand I, up and, and show us the dance. Please stand up. I don't, I don't know understand. how to do it. My son. Hey, I, hey, by the end of the season, I got it. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm coaching eight, nine-year-olds, baby. I got all the dances. I'm going to learn. I'll say this, is that uh if somebody would pick the ball off when I was playing 707, because this is a thing now. It's like normal. After you pick it off, they throw the ball at the receiver. I promise you, we is going to fight. <laughs> and it's so commonplace that the receiver just walks back with that's what it has become now. That is the culture. And now the NFL, it seems like they're going in the right direction. They're allowing touchdown celebrations, and now they got a taunting penalty. I don't know how those two things exist in the same universe, but that's the NFL now. So this is now the new rule, taunting. Uh, we'll see how that's enforced. But uh, uh, The other thing in the NFL that's sort of off the court, off the field, rather, uh, the, the Madden rankings came out. That's a big deal now. If you're 99 or you're not. But I saw it on the other end, the lower rankings. Kyler Kaepernick, I'm with Cap, that Kaepernick, uh, the one who took a knee, the one that the NFL, based on their settlement, colluded against, uh, the matter rankings have him ranked higher than some starting NFL quarterbacks. Don't that say it all? Yes, I, I wasn't a they big I'm with Cap fan. I, I, from the beginning, I said, I'm with Cap, comma. I'm not with Cap, exclamation point. And my comma and my qualifications were, but, like, you know, there's a, a lot of players get cut for reasons that have nothing to do with football, right? But, like, I want to see what he does if he's not going to be an activist. But, like, we shouldn't make this the only story when it comes, right? So I qualified, But I am sort of looking at this, that the Madden rankings show Kaepernick, uh, which was probably his own publicity stunt to put Kaepernick on there. but well, he's ranked higher than some starting quarterbacks. Justin uh, Herbert from uh, Oregon, but now with San Diego, uh, not San Diego, they're not in San Diego no more. Well, now with the Chargers of LA, uh, you know, he, he got a higher rating than Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. So. Tied with Derek Carr. <laughs> tied with Derek Carr, who's been putting in work. Uh, is that the ultimate litmus test that that man should have played in the NFL since the last time he played? Or is it Madden got it wrong? Uh, and I'm going to go with the, the cross-examination, uh, yes or no. Does this show, is this a litmus test that, that Kaepernick should have got another opportunity? I'll start with you, ETP.
1: He should have gotten another opportunity, but that time is over now. Yeah, I don't gonna, think so. In. So, it, you know, it's it's just interesting, right, because he his rating is based on what he did in the past. <laughs> like, right. if he stepped onto a football field right now, it's not going to happen. It's not you know he's not an 81 or whatever whatever the rating is right. so right. Yeah. it's just it's just this weird space where you know this uh kind of like celebrity activism and he's he's in video games but he's not played a football game in, in four years and it's not just in like classic mode or you know bringing back hall of famers he's still in the game it's it just kind of changes the whole landscape of of everything but he shouldn't. It should. It it shouldn't be a story. But the fact that they are com- making the comparison, right? It it becomes a problem. I think to your point,
0: and y'all appreciate this because y'all both light skin. Uh, philosophically, does life <laughs> imitate art, or does art imitate life? How <laughs> deep I got there. Um, Big Flo, what you got, man? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Is this a litmus test? Should Kaepernick have gotten an opportunity? He's 81 in Madden, bro. That's higher than three, at least three. Well, higher than two, tied at one starting NFL quarterbacks.
2: I guess the question brain. is, what what ranking did they give Tim Tebow? But I think <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a publicity stunt. They know their audience. They know that you know they they they're selling the Nike Nation. Nike Nike signed Cap, and their stock went through the roof, and everything. Everyone loved it. So I think they just—they know what's going on. Hey, let's throw Cap in the game. The question is, does he take a knee? Can he take a knee in the game, or is that something that you had? Is it A B B A back back space left right, <laughs> whatever? And he takes a knee. There's got to be some. Sort you of just showed your
0: age. You know how I many? If we got any young people listening to they this podcast, they—they they just scratched their head. A B. That was just the tech a, and closing.
2: That was tech and finishing move number six. Okay, that was as <laughs> so I just uh, still stuck in my head. But that's the question is. You know, they they just did it. It's it's, We're talking about it. We weren't going to talk about Madden. We didn't know Madden dropped.
0: You did talk about something, though, when it came to the shoe deal. And the other NFL story that's not on the field is Patrick Mahomes. First time in a long time, we got somebody with a signature shoe. They don't give NFL players signature shoes normally because signature sneakers. Now, they might do a cleat um, because, you know, you play with a helmet on. You're just not that recognizable. It's not as – commonplace as it is in the NBA, but Patrick Mahomes has one. Uh looks like a nice shoe. I'm gonna support it. Let's go, Kaepernick. I like it, baby. Let's rock and roll, man. Mahomes. Shout out to, to my I'm saying I'm sorry, I said Kaepernick. My mind is all in cap right now. I'm here. I got shout out mic. Patrick, I'm shout out Patrick me. Mahomes. Uh let's buy this sneaker man. It's retailing for 130 something dollars though. So uh we gotta make sure we get some advertising the baller
2: brands
0: though. We got some on baller it the baller, baller, baller brand we just keep on hating on Melo, bro. Let's get into some NBA conversation. Christmas games. Uh, ETP, you have the rundown of what were the Christmas games. That's a big thing in the NBA. Which game is going to be the Christmas games? It normally is an indication of who the NBA thinks is, is, is going to put together some good teams, good matchups. Uh, they want the eyeballs on the television, so they want to make sure that they have the right players playing on that day. Uh, do you have the matchups for us, Ellis?
1: Yeah, so five games on Christmas Day, all day from noon till about midnight. So twelve hours of basketball, starting Hawks Knicks at noon. Good one or bad
0: one? Hawks Knicks. Up thumbs up, thumbs down. Where are y'all
1: going? That's thumbs. Trey Young is Trey Young is the villain. I love it. Go back. Oh to the no, garden. that side
0: of it is covered. I'm talking about the Knicks. I think that was just a, an anomaly last year. They, sure like, they didn't do anything there. in the in free agency. What? Eh, they got is. Evan Fournier.
2: <laughs> Who, and your who, boy, what's what's your boy <laughs> what used to be for the Lakers? That's going and out. With
0: the oh, they time. got Kemba. Stop! Yeah. Cut as it you know. out! Yeah, come on, man. Anyway, uh, Kemba being home Kimba, is a story.
1: Baby.
0: Kemba being home is a story. He back he back home in New York. That, that's not that's yeah. not Christmas Day newsworthy. All right, what's the next? As long as they got D, D- that's Rose, a, that's, that's
2: more a- of a Kwanzaa game.
0: Kwanzaa. Yeah. <laughs> Kwanzaa the game. Kwanzaa Give him the Kwanzaa <laughs> signature.
1: Who else uh, who else is playing on, on Christmas? <laughs> or Kwanzaa? <laughs> <laughs> the Kwanzaa game. Uh Celtics Bucks 230. Uh, Celtics Dubs. Bucks. Ah, good game. Good game. Ah, Celtics, you know.
0: Man. All right, good. Pretty good game. Who Anybody, else? Got? Dubs.
1: Play. Dubs versus the Suns, five o'clock Eastern. Oh, they so put that Clay one in the Thompson. hour. They know every,
0: you know why they put that in the five o'clock hour? That's what everybody is eating. That's where <laughs> everyone's tuned out. Five o'clock is yeah. the dead space. All right, so that's why I got that yeah. five o'clock time.
1: What else is there? Well, you got you got Clay Thompson back, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then the primetime slot, uh, potentially uh, uh, NBA Finals preview, Lakers, Nets, man. Lakers. Oh, that's 8 p.m. I mean. Makes sense. That's, that's, yeah, fantastic. Great game. And then you the, got the, the closer that's is right before the uh,
2: uncle. Come over and cuss out your auntie for all the stuff, the money that she ain't giving back. That's perfect time. Hey that, <laughs> that, that
0: that's you been way too nice to my family. It happens as soon mm-hmm. as he walk in the dough, Jack. We can't we even lift alcohol. Our
2: That's a fantastic game. We from explain.
0: Florida, baby, Florida man, Florida man comes into Christmas celebration, curses out everybody, takes all the gifts and walks out. That's what we call family.
1: Uh, what's the last? One? Yeah, what's the last and game? then yeah, then the game that that will watch your grandfather sleep at the end of the night is the Mavericks versus the Jazz. It's that five o'clock
0: one and that late one. They just they just like we got to put two teams here uh man, i bet man. it is luca but I don't phoenix
1: know. was just in the finals baby
0: boring look <laughs>
1: phoenix is the reason that the ratings were down man i'm so boring look, steph curry on tv is is good programming steph curry is
0: i i agree um but the late hour steph curry won't be there you know you got luca and and you got uh CP and Lakers
2: Nets, three hundred and thirty-three games. All the other games just is just, just chips and salsa. That's all. They yeah,
1: no, nah, the rest of them is bad. Um, but shout well, out to the NBA. There's gonna be like four injuries in Don't that, that. Lakers Nets <laughs> game. Knock on wood, man. I load it. management. They're gonna load, load manage. manage And then say we sent AD and LeBron today because they play. I can't do the back to backs. I can't. They're tired. They've been opening (laughs)
0: gifts all morning. Um, so we gotta let them. They gotta let them rest. Uh, let's go with some other NBA stories because I think the Joel Embiid four years, one hundred ninety six million dollars is the reason why. As soon as I'm done with this show, we going outside and my son shoot this ball. Y'all, do not put down that basketball. And if you can, uh, drink some protein. Shake or whatever to get to seven feet tall, um, but you, you you gotta you gotta make sure that four years one hundred ninety six million. If you could do that, then do it. He did so, and I'll give the the quick rundown uh, while my man the big flow show is having a little bit of technical difficulties. That's how you know it's a live show. Uh, he did so with two things that I thought were notable. First, he does not have the same level of injury protections in this contract. So that says to me that he and his people, whoever that might be, might just be his family, but he and his people think that the injuries are behind him. The other thing that I think is is, is very key about this is he did so without quote-unquote representation. I've told athletes all the time, like, you've already negotiated the terms. And the season that he had, which was, you know, he's a second in MVP voting, Uh, he led them through the playoffs, Uh, even when Ben Simmons looked more like Reggie Farima. Well, um, you know I'm back, right? Uh, oh, man. This, you're supposed to let me know, ETP. I didn't know he was back. My bad, bro. I, if I knew you back, hey, I would say I'm back. That. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> say um, it to his face. Say it to his face. <laughs> say it with some bass in your voice there. But uh, but but he did it even with Ben Simmons not playing like Ben Simmons. And so he he earned his money. Shout out to him. I love the fact that he got paid. The other story that I thought was big in NBA is uh, this new thing called, I don't know if it's new, but new to me. I didn't pay attention to it. best in the league, where 10 league execs get together and they pick the best in the league. The voting went out on a 5-5 split. It was tied, and it was tied between KD and the Greek freak. Notice that there is someone missing. LeBron James. LeBron James has now used that as his own motivation, and sort of mocked it as, "Yeah, I'm washed up," you know, uh, yada yada yada. Is this just the lightning lightning rod, uh, 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 bulletin board material that LeBron James needs to defeat Father Tom, to become Tom Brady? Because Tom Brady used Belichick and all the ignorance in that front office as a lightning rod and won another Super Bowl. Is this how LeBron gets another championship? Did they mess up? Have they awoken an angry giant, a sleeping giant, to make him angry? Is this going to be what gets him over the top? And did these execs get it right? I'll start with you on this one, ETP. What do you think?
1: I think they got it right. You know, LeBron, personally, I'll say LeBron James, the greatest basketball player ever, but he's also – Wait, wait, 19 wait, wait, wait. years what? in the league. What you said? I, I'm, I'm going on record. Question. I'm going on record. We can have That's that conversation sure. another
0: day. There's only one of the three that is saying that, and it's not me. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I know the Chicago ain't going to say that. You say that right now, and people somebody going to be in your house taking off your Chicago hat. So I know you're not going to say it. He, he, not gonna he, get won't, it
1: he won't admit it, but he, he won't knows. It. Oh, oh he my oh, knows, gosh. but he won't admit it. So, mm-hmm. so 19 years. It. Look, Giannis... Giannis is 26 years old. As soon as he gets a really legitimate jumper, KD's might be off that top, you know, tied for first list as well. You know, plays on both sides of the ball. KD can't play defense half as good as Giannis. I'm surprised that they, they try to. KD does put some D in there, though. He, he tries. Us. I'm not. I'm he not does. saying he's he not attempting to play defense, he but he it. is not John a defensive stopper. It.
0: He lightweighted it. it. He got the. He got the lightweighted it and issue. His he ain't gonna his, be too much of a defender. That's why he missed that three. His but look,
1: LeBron. LeBron needs to prove if he if he's really about it. Let's see if he can prove it. I like that he's motivated. But football, you know, Tom Brady played on a on a torn knee ligament. He's protected basketball. You got to run. You got to jump. You you get – that age catches up to you quick. So it'll be hard if LeBron is able to change somebody's vote. The question is, who are these 10 people? Uh, why is it 10? And who <laughs> they are they? just Hays? say league
0: execs. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. right. But, but why – there's 30 teams – you know, why, why are they 10? You got to – If they were to try, disclose that's the names. Question: yeah. Who are those if two? they were to
0: disclose the names, I think the voting would have been right. Uh
1: Thumbs it's up, five, thumbs down. Did five they, Bucks execs, five Nets right. execs. Nets up. They would have changed
0: vote. What do you think Uh the big flow show? Did they get it right before we hop into the next round of information? Did they get it right on I, this one? I think we have to start saying LeBron's no longer actively the best in the
2: league. I think, you know, you look at him yeah. as – Top top two, top three, you know, all time or whatever. But you can no longer the best in the league. I think you gotta start passing that that torch on to other people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know which one it is, but again, I want to know how did those ten get the vote like, diplomatic, how do you it, I see. How do you how do you <laughs> narrow it down to two to ten people with votes for something that's arbitrary as hell? Is the best in the league. All thirty one people can't get a vote, you can't count the thirty one votes up.
0: <laughs> see, y'all both fell for it. I ain't falling for it, LeBron James. Somebody make sure he hears at least this portion. I ain't falling for it. Because every time you question one of the greats and say he's not the greatest anymore, they do something like Tom Brady. Every time I said, nah, this is it for Tom Brady. He would go out and win a championship. I'm not falling for LeBron. LeBron, I'm not denouncing you yet, man. I'm not denouncing you yet. You should at least got one vote in there. And I hope, I hope that means that you do not win a championship this year because i'm not falling for it i know how it is karma will come back to bite me uh but i think it is a good story two million dollar offer for a young man dylan mitchell who's in the class of 22 2022 that means he's a junior going to be a senior uh two million dollar offer from overtime league we talked about the overtime league on here uh that would mean he does not go to college he goes directly to this league two million dollars is a big paycheck uh this this particular league is offering young people maybe not even i don't know i don't think you gotta even graduate from high school uh, they've been paying like six figures, 100000 or so, uh, but this is a bigger paycheck. This would be a million per year. Uh, he is only the number 28 ranked player in all of the class of 22. And again, rankings are very subjective, so take it for what it's worth. He's the number seven small forward in the 22 class. He's the number tw- number eight excuse me, overall recruit just in the state of Florida. Uh, so to be offered this type of money seems interesting. I describe it to then say, are we at a place now that these new leagues, Baller Tribe, their their JBL, Junior Basketball League, got all these international leagues that are trying to come grab players. You got Overtime League that basically said, hey, let's take this AAU model and just make it a professional league and compete with uh, the NBA G League. Uh, All of these other options, are they under siege now that we have name, image, and likeness? Now that I can go to Duke and get paid a million dollars, are these other opportunities, alternatives, are they in trouble? What do you guys think? I'll start with you on the Big Flow Show. Is name, image, and likeness the answer to the alternative? And is it the ultimate alternative of the alternatives? I do think so,
2: Um, in large part, just because of the allure of you know, winning an NCAA tournament. I think every basketball fan, every basketball player growing up in America has a dream of being in that tournament. Um, You still do have people who are just not interested whatsoever in academics and don't want to see the school, but they can still get away with one and done. The mellow. And, and the mellow and okay. do whatever. But, yeah, I think they're under siege completely because with name, image, and likeness, you start paying these guys. The guys who are the one and dones could get Nike contracts right out of high school and they can make enough money that they can stay for two or three years. Um, It's going to be even crazier because now that Nike contract can be signed out of high school and decide if you go to a Nike school or a Adidas school. You know, that's going to be right. something even more. But, yeah, I think that that's going to change it because nobody really cares about these overla- overtime leagues, there's D no, There's no flair to that. There's nothing cool about it. There's no history. No one watches those games. They're just there for merely developmental purposes. Um, So, yeah. I think a kid would much rather get a million dollars to go play for for Duke or a million dollars to go play for North Carolina or Notre Dame or Northwestern than – I'll stretch that one a little bit at the end. But to go play basketball for one of those teams and to go play for – I
0: don't even know where the overtime league plays. No one's in those stadiums. Uh, I will say this. You make a great point. Um, In this episode, relationship goals is the title. And I ask you, ETP, like, is this, were these the relationship goals when the concept of name, image, and likeness came about? Were these the relationship goals, the relationship between the athlete and the opportunity, the bad? And putting that in context of the relationship of the athlete with the education, the athlete with the exposure. Is this now the ultimate alternative to or to alternate option, is this the ultimate option comparing it to G League or anything else? Will this undermine it, name, image, and likeness from a relationship goal standpoint?
1: I think ironically, name, image, and likeness might have actually saved the NCAA in a lot of ways because they have the media platform, right? So to Big Flow's point, there's not a ton. Of, I mean, when you talk about March Madness versus the overtime platform versus G League ratings, you know, earlier on, before we started talking about name, image and likeness, the G League was challenging the NCAA because they could pay they could pay players to come direct before they went to the league. So the idea was they're going to build up the the NBA is going to build up their developmental league. That's right. It's going to. Challenge the NCAA because they can pay the players now. You've got overtime, so you've got all of these different uh platforms and leagues. But at the end of the day, nobody has the reach of the NCAA. So the, the irony of it is, this ain't name, image, and likeness actually might have saved the relevance of the NCAA. Where to your point, you could offer somebody two million in a salary, but if I'm gonna be in the final four. That endorsement deal that I'm getting from these major brands, they're going to pay a lot more because my face is going to be on national, international television and all over, you know, all types of media platforms. So my marketing value has gone up. So my endorsement deals go up versus you go to the G League, you can make a half million dollars, but these brands can pay you 10 times that if they want to, if you're an Alabama quarterback or who, you know, whatever role you play in the NCAA. So The irony of it is that the NCAA let all the chips fall, and in the end, they still win and might have saved themselves a lifeline. Rich, get
0: richer. Uh, You mentioned the Alabama quarterback, and while he's not the quarterback, there's an Alabama player who is taking full advantage of name, image, and likeness. His name is... Freshman. And we just I'm gonna s- spell it out just so if I m- mispronounce, I apologize to my guy. But it is G-A U I N C Y. Pronounced Antoine. Yeah. <laughs> Mama named him Ja Quincy. Mama named Ja I'm gonna call him Ja Quincy. And is Kool-Aid. it Quincy? Je Quincy is it, is it, it, is it a soft G or a hard I would G? say how you I misspell Ja? it's good Quincy G- you said <laughs> you can get good Quincy yes yeah, I'm going with I'm going <laughs> with Ja Quincy. Quincy. so she said good Quincy I think he went with <laughs> I think it's Ja Quincy what you mean hot if that's that's the least of our words how do you miss <laughs> misspell gut and Je? there's so many other Quincy. things in there good but good I'm not I ain't talking about you my brother that that wasn't your fault you was a baby. you had not six feet good Quincy uh the man's name is jacquins and of all brands kool-aid oh uh, some some story because you've heard some names man you've heard some names of our black people and we 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 tend to do it we're guilty as charged all stereotypes are not racist i'm gonna just be honest with you black folk take the liberty but yeah hey
2: white people listen don't don't say we'll you don't, yeah, don't you, you don't just say do watch the tape. Just, Just
0: like get, tag, exactly. Shown,
2: but don't repeat it. You're going relationship goals. From.
0: You do not have a relationship with us oh, such really? that you could talk about us. This, yeah. this is this is inside baseball talk right now. Yeah. Um. Stay in your lane. We Let's do see. this, and I think I think I think it's you know because we've been 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 marginalized for so long. <laughs> it's we have somebody's been put, fault. It's somebody's fault. We have been put in positions of powerlessness in companies and in and in communities for so long that we got this opportunity that to, to name somebody <laughs> and we show out we show out but ja quincy i think is the first of the big time power five college mm-hmm. players that have taken advantage Are you can go quincy whatever That's you can help Antoine Antoine it, his reference is my mother's name. It's Kool-Aid. Name
1: is... It's Kool-Aid. Everybody <laughs> knows
0: that
2: Bob's middle name is Antoine.
0: Antoine.
1: My, yes. My, <laughs> Bob comes from first name. Remember he said he fought 100% of his friends. He fought because <laughs> that, of that. That was why. That's exactly me, why. Man. Don't
0: call me by my name. It's time to fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ja'Quincy probably did too before he got this Kool-Aid deal. Uh, well, I'm sure they messed with him like, wait a minute, Ja'Quincy? Uh, uh my niece dated somebody at some point named Le Quincy. I was like, now nah, come on now. y'all!" Uh, but French. little did I know it's French. He's Haitian.
1: French, like it's Haitian, it's Haitian, Haitian. That's
0: <laughs> Haitian
2: right. <Boy, gotta laughs> so Na- that's
0: Haitian.
1: Na- got That's No, <laughs> The the Quincy. I can't speak French. But but
0: this <laughs> ju Quincy or Gah, however you want to say it, um, depends on what kind of friend you are to him. Uh he gives ser- certain people the good sound, certain people the just sound. But he got this Kool-Aid deal. Uh, my name is Brainerd. Antoine with an o on brown with oh that's right she spelled it with oh, you know what i'm saying because she showed out uh but i didn't get no kool-aid deal sure is this like should we be applauding this because some names like i don't know i feel like kool-aid kind of like what you gonna say you can't say now we kool-aid and we know we know before we call him before we speak to him before we see him and do an interview the joe quincy is going to bring some Kool-Aid folk in. I just don't know. It seemed like, I don't know. It seemed like cultural exploitation at some point. too. I don't know if it's at its finest, at its worst. Are we proud of this? I don't know. Ja'Quincy and Kool-Aid, I don't But But name, image, and likeness is is really just, it's evolving in front of us. And Don Staley, who uh, did her thing as an athlete, has done her thing as a coach at the University of South Carolina, has done her thing multiple times, both a player and now as a coach on the Olympic stage, uh, shout out to her. She just got paid again. South Carolina just extended her contract. She's gonna get paid. She'll, she'll still be second to SCC, uh, but she she's getting close to two million dollars a year as a as a women's basketball coach. So shout out to her. Much well deserved.
1: But she is now more said than that. she made in her career as a player. I would Crazy. put good money that she's made less than two million dollars in her career and salary as a probably. player. Yes, and more than I she was on the issue. very front.
0: Doorsteps of what the WNBA for, was for a reference, in the early stages. for yeah. a reference, more than uh, a reference, this podcast. Uh, uh, I will. I didn't hear your reference. When you do, when you go to that tone, I know you' saying something about me. Uh, I know. So I, I, I just said it's just more than I make for this podcast, just for a reference. Oh, oh, yeah. We are gonna change that though, homie. We got that. I got you. I'm we'll gonna put something on it. I call Print my man Jaquincy. We Jaquincy <laughs> gonna find <laughs> us some marketing, baby. We good. uh But the extension she got was well deserved. But in this week, she said that name, image, and likeness, she likes it because it is going to force these uh, college athletes to grow up. Uh, and I thought that was powerful. She was basically saying that when I first read the headlines, like, ah, I don't, I mean, what do you mean make them grow up? She was saying that uh, her belief is that a lot of these college athletes are so social media thirsty that they put anything out there. In order for a brand to strike a deal with you, you've got to protect your own self. Image your own brand as it relates to its relationship to the brand that's signing you. And so this gonna make them grow up. Uh yes or no? Are you buying what she's saying? Reg, you, you like that description? Make them grow up, yes I, or no?
2: You know, okay. So when I first read it, like the the description, I was like, What is she talking about? But I, I after hearing what you said, like I, I take my son into it. Um Twitter. I told him Twitter's Twitter's your job resume, right? For colleges. I don't want to see anything liked or anything that's not football related, not positive, whatever, you know, on Twitter. And I think that gave him an opportunity to realize, okay, anything that goes on here, every college coach can see it. So you had to grow up. You know, if you want to do something, your Snapchat, whatever, and be 17 or 15 or whatever, as long as the world doesn't get to see it. So I think that some people don't have that conversation with their kid and they just let them do whatever the heck they want to do. And they put crazy. I read Twitter all the time and see crazy stuff people put in there. I'm like, someone's going to read this but now that you can get paid off of it and there's actually money behind it i think you're gonna there's still gonna be some goofies out there but i think a lot of people are gonna tighten up and they're gonna be less emotional
0: i like it it. yes or no what do you think man is is she right is is this a, a, a a a sort of a boost to cut the umbilical cord and grow up you little spoiled student athlete grow up.
1: So she has, she has a point about being more responsible in your public image. Cause now there's more on the line. So I, I can respect that. But in terms of growing up, more money means more people tending to you, more people looking out for you. So these sport quote unquote, spoiled athletes. Now they got brands that are going to cater to them. They got other, you know, other entities, agencies that are looking at trying to get them deals that are, you know, answering their beck and calls. They got agents. So it, they're not growing up. They're just being more publicly responsible. But I think in reality, it creates more of a crutch where you have all these people that are catering to already, you know, youth spoiled youth or youth that are, are wildly catered to because of the potential. Now you have youth that are being catered to because of the current reality and the monetization of their, you know, name, image, and likeness. So it cuts both ways. I think it's, right. it's about being smart of what you present, but on the flip side, now you just have more people just yesing you and right. catering to your every need and being you know your agent your manager your brand endorsement your coaches and ultimately you know these kids are becoming the center of their own universe like right. lamello ball has a perspective that he has for a reason and it's not a bad one but it is one that makes him the center of his universe Right, and it and it and it gives him a sense of entitlement, and and that's the fear where some people won't manage it appropriately. While they might grow up and be publicly responsible, doesn't mean that they're going to be responsible as young adults.
0: And she would never say this, but I'll add to what she said because to a certain degree, she is right. But I would say that the NCAA needs to grow up too. NCAA should have been a lot more instrumental in what this rollout looked like and creating some sort of, it didn't have to be regulatory, but a design, sure. Yeah, just, just do something. So 18, 19, 20, 21, like, like young, very young adults, fresh out of high school, aren't left to their own vices to make these decisions. So I, I would say that the NCAA was most childish in what this looks like now. All right, man, this has been the relationship goals episode that's the meat and potatoes every week we have to take a lot of stuff out so we'll do the producers cut real quick um i think that the this has been a fun ride man sports business and entertainment and 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 we've gotten all of them check check and check relationships with your teammates relationship with your former teammates relationships uh with the league relationships uh with 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 the in terms of your business relationships and the contracts relationships in terms of entertainment because one relationship that uh, we are gonna get to is it. in the heart of entertainment. Been a great show. Let's get to the producers' Cup before we get out of here. What you got, ETP?
1: Yeah. So Shakari Richardson back Sha'Carri, on the track. Man. You, you, you Shakari. I, I don't, I
0: don't. Is it Shakari? It's I think the, the
1: Quincy, and Shakari, <laughs> and and Antoine, and all from
0: <laughs> all from the SEC. Come on, SEC. I'm right. so from the M- SEC Miss
1: Richardson. Back running, Richardson. Be she's, nasty. Go ahead. She has served her suspension. She will compete in the Prefontaine Classic starting today. But she runs tomorrow against all the returning medalists mm-hmm. from the country of Jamaica. Yeah, uh, in the one hundred. So tomorrow Up, b- so, b-
0: up to all my Jamaican brethren who've been talking that trash and said she got lucky because she's failed the, the the weed test because she would have got burnt by the. We gonna see. Wham. Was that a good?
1: That was.
0: Swam. The, the last one was
2: I. Swam. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm be with all my Jamaican friends tomorrow. Watch That's that. a
1: U.S. territory. U.S. territory. Yeah. Swam. <laughs> what else you got for us, man? Touche. Uh, Drake is giving out gifts. So we saw, we talked a few weeks back about he took his. Uh, Who'd his you say lady. giving out gifts? Drizzy. Drizzy Who? Drake. The, the captain God. uh team light
0: skinned. I knew this had to go on the producer's cut. Go ahead, hey. give us the team light skinned captain. What did he hey, do? Man, what did he do
1: when when, when you're winning, you're winning. <laughs> we could say it's correlated to his melanin and complexion, or we could say it's just it's by something chance. else. But it, <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a light-skinned, successful person, yeah. or he's a successful person that just happens to be light-skinned. Yes, yes. <laughs> that. Yes, he is both. Baby. So go ahead. He yeah, so he uh Recently, I guess as a an extension of him dating this woman, gave Bronny James teammate, who is also this woman's son, uh, a custom made chain with tons of diamonds, had the Ice. OVO owl, and basically just trying to, I guess, solidify his relationship with the mom. This I kid, mean, that's all. all you know, the, this
2: kid is the top ten player in the nation going to UCLA uh. This
0: yeah. year. Yeah, he's a he's a certified baller, uh, and signed to UCLA. We'll see if he goes to UCLA. But with we'll name, image, likeness, why not? But I'll say this: Yeah, his, for all of the dudes that stepped into a situation to be the assumed stepdad, that had to go take this old bad little boy to a game and in the backseat, him, you ain't my daddy. Take him to the barber shop. Nasty nappy head get cut. They had to take him to the mall, take him to the zoo. This ain't right, man. All Drizzy gotta do is go buy some ice, and he's well embraced. You know what is I mean? It a, is it okay if I take your mama out tonight? <laughs> you boy? ain't my daddy. You ever heard that? That ain't right, Drizzy Drake. Play I'm sick of you, like being dudes, man. I'm man. fed up.
1: What else you got, ETP? Hey, you know, you gotta know, you build your, you build your advocates. So now the son's like, Mom, why, where's Drake? Why are you gonna go see Drake? <laughs> Man, you better, hey, you better act right with Drake. call yeah, calling right. back, <laughs> telling you sorry. I, right, I don't, don't get, <laughs> don't get fresh with Drake. Right. That's my stepdaddy, right. uh, Amari Who's Bailey, wait, number boy. number three, number three ranked He's not just Shout a out. He's teammate. From he, yeah, from Chicago, baby, Mister Basketball in LA, in uh California third ranked Man. of the class of 2022 so he's he's legit never um, lost to
2: him. hey just like what's your boy Le, like LeVar Ball. Never, we, LeVar
0: never lost
2: played, <laughs> we played him three times and we never lost to him never lost
0: show Let's me go. the video i don't believe it. go ahead etp All i right. gotta check the tape i'm looking now we'll see That's after the clear. show i want to see the tape go ahead another ETP.
1: basketball uh another basketball phenom hansel emmanuel donato uh is a high school basketball player, pretty viral in Inst- on Instagram because he's actually got one arm. And he just received a D1 scholarship offer from HBCU, Tennessee State. So you going to clap? That's, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> i'm clapping for the news man go ahead yo, bro you okay. stupid i mean wow. that's disrespectful so yeah so he, he, he
0: clap that man could dunk that man yeah. oh he's nice mm-hmm. with it man i watch a lot of his videos i, bet you I if there's anybody that. could figure out a way to make a sound with clapping and only have one hand this young man can do it I he's I special he is special. he's a special basketball player in addition to being uh someone that only has one arm which is
1: amazing yeah yeah he lost it you know freak accident a wall fell on him when he was a kid lost his arm and it's so i mean he he had an arm he had two arms at one point so he learned how to maneuver with one arm and to the point where you know, athleticism shout out has got he's an elite athlete so what's shout his out name to i gotta stop referring emmanuel, to him, emmanuel uh hansel donato I shall refer
0: to you after I get your name down. Hansel your, your, your Emmanuel
1: pitchy. Donato. Yeah,
0: I will refer to you by name from now on, sir. Congratulations to you. Keep keep working hard, brother. What else we got? I don't think that's the last scholarship offer he's going to get either because the kid can play. What else yeah. you got, ETP? Producers cut uh, wrapping
1: up soon. What you got, man? Yep. We'll quit two more. So Rasheed Wallace. Former Bad Boys 2.0 NBA champion is joining Penny Hardaway at the University of Memphis coaching staff as an assistant, along with Larry Brown, who coached him when he played for the Pistons and they won uh two NBA championships.
0: Like it, man. I like Rasheed, I like all of these coaches. You talk about relationship goals. Uh, to be able to take relationships that have been established for years and then reinvent them in a more executive decision-making format. Um, those former players are now coaching together. Uh, I love to see it, man. And and I know at one point Rasheed probably played for Larry Brown, assuming Philly, somewhere he played for Larry Brown. Larry Brown coached He played forever. for Detroit. For, for Detroit. Sorry, I messed it up. You just said that. Um, sometimes I I don't pay close attention and, and, but the fact that the relationship is now morphed into what's going to be, uh, peers, you know, coaches together. I love seeing it, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then the last story. So major league baseball with a bit of a trying a change up, no pun intended. So they're looking at salary changes as a proposal, obviously major league baseball players have historically been the most highest paid players or athletes, obviously with the decline and with the growth of the NBA and other sports changes but they are looking to lower the luxury tax threshold from 210 million down to 180 million to try to you know balance the power a little bit which isn't actually the story the other story is now they are also looking to impose a minimum to maintain competitiveness so teams can't just basically you know have a farm league team and and be profitable so the, the minimum ch- salary uh for team, the team minimum is $100 million that's proposed. So first time- I ever, love it, man. A minimum salary. Can you imagine I, being there and all of a
2: sudden somebody's like, man, we got to give you an extra meal because we short.
0: We short, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we short. Nah, you know, the reason I love it is I think <laughs> it not only benefits the player, the one that you just described, but this is a rule that's going to benefit the fans. Too many fans have been blindly loyal to organizations That aren't putting any money into building a team because they know that with baseball, especially with baseball, baseball and then the Knicks, blindly (laughs) loyal fandom that, regardless of what is out there, they still gonna go to opening day and they still gonna go to game. And I just don't understand it. So I think this helps not only the the players, as as Big Flo described, but also the fans. So this is a win for uh, those two groups as they pertain to baseball.
1: And that's the end of the
0: line, and that's the producer's cut. All right, uh, we're gonna take us home, fellas. Like always, we appreciate you, man. Uh, it's a relationship goals episode, you know, who it was uh, that was the big flow show, and ETP Ellis, the producer, uh, joining me as always, bringing that rough, rugged, and raw heat. I uh, couldn't do it without him, man. So, I appreciate you guys, fellas. This week's episode. And I'll say before we close out, like always, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. It's the Ballhawks Sports Talk. Please subscribe in the podcast universe. Uh, this week's episode was relationship goals. I started off talking about the fact that I just celebrated 15 years of marital bliss, uh, and I described them as ups and downs. Uh, my wife and I have been together 25 years, um, and, and we dated for 10 years some on, some off, a lot of off, and, and a lot of on. and uh, it's the highs and the lows. And and then we pivoted and talked about those relationships as they pertain to sports, business, and entertainment. I'll close also with this personal news that uh, my oldest son, my 10 year old, got uh, word by way of social media and people that he is officially ranked nationally ranked as a basketball player. Uh, do I think they should rank 10 year olds? No. But do I understand that they will and they will continue to do it and that it will grow? Yes. That's where we're going with this youth sports thing. Uh, and while I did love seeing my son take personal delight in being ranked, uh, I wanted to use it and I did use it as an opportunity to tell him, it doesn't matter. You're 10 years old, enjoy this moment, celebrate it with your friends, but it doesn't matter. You're 10 years old rankings don't matter. And I, and I, and I leave that here because with a lot of these youth sports, as I prepare my team, East Orange, Junior Jaguars, Mighty Mike to embark on a new, a new year. As a lot of parents, a lot of coaches are helping their kids get ready for football, basketball, baseball, whatever your sport, hockey. Uh, just remember, from a relationship goal standpoint, the rankings, the results, all of those things, they don't matter. The real relationship goal is, is build one with your kid. Remember the time you took them to the game. Remember the time they had a bad game and you, you took them for ice cream anyway. Uh, that's what sports can be. That's what sports should be. As I told my son. Use this as a moment to celebrate uh, and just a moment. Never refer to yourself as as being ranked when you're talking to other people. Let your work speak for itself. Uh, Let this be an example of what hard work can do for you, not only in sports, but in the classroom and life. Uh, Relationship goals should be, let's use the sport to teach these kids about life and stop exploiting the sport and these kids for all that we do. Through the rankings through the tournaments through the social media posts uh let's have a new relationship with sports and that's sports business entertainment from the ball Hawk sports talk you know what it is it's your boy b brown esq aka the Ballhawk, AK aka the Mountain south aka mr excessive celebration here with another fabulous week this was the relationship goals episode of the ball Hawk sports talk and officially we is out